0: Log Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And of course, nothing means embracing life more than spending time with happy, healthy grandchildren. That's why today's show is going to be especially enlightening. Our guest is Dr. Angela Mapke, and she's a pediatrician in the Division of Community Pediatric and Adolescent Medicine at the Mayo Clinic Children's Center. Center in Rochester, Minnesota. Dr. Matke joins us today to share all about an amazing resource I know you are going to want to hand on to your adult children who parent those amazing beings, your grandchildren. It's called The Mayo Clinic Guide to Raising a Healthy Child. I can't wait to get started because this book is jam-packed with important information. So welcome, Dr. Matke.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, we had a chance, just a little chance to speak before we went on air, and I mentioned that I'm a granny, <laughs> and I am going to take a lot of this information from a grandparent's perspective. but. I have to begin by congratulating you on editing this incredible resource because it is so it's comprehensive and detailed all at the same time. And you start out uh, in your introduction by mentioning that really it's a gathering of experts uh, in various fields of childhood medicine and development.
1: Absolutely. You know, we tried to bring together uh, myself and over 20 experts um, in pediatric health from Mayo Clinic and present the latest evidence-based recommendations about how to keep your child healthy and safe and raise them to be resilient in this 21st century. But we're really trying to make sure that this information is useful and adaptable and pragmatic for families.
0: Well, and having read it, I mean, th- that it is. I mean, this... <laughs> This is one of those books that I think every parent should have because it's you, know, you something comes up and you can check it back in the book and I would say 90.9 99.9% chance you're going to have a comment or an idea or a suggestion about it. And the other thing I want to start out by saying about you know being a grandparent myself, sometimes we look at the way our children you know might be handling things <laughs> but you do not say a word if you want to keep that relationship strong. So this is the perfect way of kind of you know not ruffling any feathers, but just handing off this book it's because it's such a gift for the grandparent to give the- child, you know the adult parent and uh, but it will really end up in providing a lot of useful information as you said about healthy children.
1: Absolutely. You know, and this book is intended for anyone who wants to have and be a good parent or a good grandparent or have an important relationship with a child because anyone can provide um, that stable, loving relationship. And so this can be for grandparents, too. Um, You know, times have changed. Grandparents have so much experience, wealth and information, but sometimes there's new changes with medical research and evidence, and this, this book is there to be a resource for them as well.
0: Absolutely, and then, too, uh, again, I, I want to get into just a few of the basics of the book. The thing that imme- immediately struck me was the way it's organized. I thought it's so, because there is so much information, it is so comprehensive, but you've got to divide it divided into two main sections, the developmental stages of each age group so we can reference material there, but also overall health and wellness. So if something comes up that, you know, might not relate to a specific age group, You can turn to that part. Did you help in the design of the book, Dr. Metke?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I worked closely with my um, managing editor, um, Rachel Herring-Bartney, and we, we tried to make it in ways that make sense to us because, you know, we are parents too, and um, we wanted to make sure we're including the questions that I'm hearing from my patients and families. And then we've also included, you know, uh, several other parts, um, including, you know, fitness and nutrition, emotions and behaviors, which is my absolute favorite part. It's got four different chapters about how you can encourage positive behavior, raise a resilient child, fostering friendships and coping with those difficult and tough times, um, as well as addressing mental health concerns. Um, We also get into complex needs, children with, um, you know, other medical or mental health disorders and making sure that those uh, um, concerns are being addressed and being a resource for families. And then we also, in our last part, really want to address the importance of being a family, make sure we're talking about all different types of family and we're covering the concerns and needs that parents face as they go through this journey.
0: Well, and speaking of different families, a lot of times these days, uh, grandparents are rearing their grandchildren themselves. So uh, uh, you're right. Uh, Families come in all different shapes, sizes, colors, (laughs) orientations, and it's important for a child to feel included and part of the the core of that family.
1: Absolutely. You know, one in ten children in America um, live with either one or both grandparents, and that number has really changed and grown over time.
0: Wow. Well, I, I, the other thing that I thought is, again, it's got so much wonderful basic, and I know cutting edge information now, but you don't shy away from controversial topics. <laughs> so if you don't mind no, me we going don't. there. Nope. No, go for it. I wanted to, because this is all over the news with the, you know, the the measles outbreak, the vaccinations and autism issue. Because that was, I mean, that has been something I think young mothers and fathers and other, you know, have struggled with as, as of over the last decade or so.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a, a concern that I've heard from many families, but we, we have very factual, evidence-based information that shows no connection whatsoever to the measles, mumps, um, and rubella vaccination and autism. Um, we know that this immunization is very safe. It's very effective at preventing these diseases, and it saves lives, Period.
0: And I think you, if I'm remembering correctly from the book, it was all based on one article. I think the Lancet wrote it, and you know, and it's been yeah. since been debunked. But it's one of those urban myths or whatever that has affected so many people. And now, it really is affecting young children in in major numbers. Or you know, I mean, there's the propensity for that.
1: Absolutely. You know, um, it just took one study based on false information that. I would like to include has since been redacted. Um and the person who was the main investigator actually, actually lost his medical license um as a result of the the study and um the poorly designed research. The you know, the evidence that was presented was not Accurate and was based on lies, and so, but it only takes one little spark to um, ignite a lot of misinformation. Um, and so, you know, in the medical community, we're really trying to combat um, that misinformation with evidence-based information, um, and because we want only really want what's best for children, right? We we would never recommend something that could be harmful for them, but we do know that by not immunizing your child, you are exposing them to potential risk, including death.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, this book's got all this kind of really solid fact-based information in there for anybody who is rearing a child or knows someone who is. And then you had mentioned that one of your favorite aspects are having difficult conversations. So one of the things that, uh, again, actually has just come out in the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, we're more open about it for sure, speaking about mm-hmm. uh, gender identity issues. And so uh, do you have, I'm, again, in you know 30 seconds or less, it seems kind of, but I do want to, to let people know that you address these kinds of things in the book. So what are some of the ways you can start these difficult conversations, say like your child shows signs of gender, I believe you term it, nonconformity?
1: Yeah, gender nonconforming conforming is usually the, the 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 term that we give it. So, you know, usually children are going to be showing these signs pretty early on if they truly are gender non-conforming and um, go go on to become transgendered. Um, some children may fall somewhere in between the gender spectrum lines as well. Um, but the most important thing is we know that if children do well, um, if they are supported in being um, gender affirmed. And so... This is not a very common thing that happens, but the most important aspect in the way that you can affect your child's health if they are nonconforming is to be supportive um, of their gender identity because um, that has been shown to have better health outcomes um, across the board for their mental, physical health as well.
0: Well, and another, uh, this is far more common, but another really touchy subject that you really have to handle with love, compassion, and knowledge about how to do it is if the parents are divorcing. Do you have any, yeah. I mean, again, we have so little time, but any yeah. thoughts about addressing right. conversations like that?
1: absolutely you know kids are going to have to um cope with a lot of challenges in life and one of them maybe if their parents are divorcing or um no longer going to be living together and so there are there's a chapter in the book that talks about how to have these difficult conversations but some Quick tips would be to make sure you sit down together as a couple and present the information together as a united front. And continue that united front, Um, just because you're divorcing doesn't mean that that co-parenting needs to cease to exist. If you can create um, a a unified approach to parenting, to expectations and to routines, children are going to do better, they're going to know that they're loved and supported and they're gonna feel comfortable in both home environments.
0: I I think that is so important because uh, even in intact families, kids are very smart. They know how to play one parent off another. I mean, I'm sure I did it myself. My daughter did. You know, so you have to really, uh, you know, sit down and have these discussions with your partner, and you know, make sure as much as possible that you do, you know, kind of give a, a unified message to your children.
1: Oh, 100%. That goes across the boards with everything that you do. Um, yeah, you're not always going to agree on on things. I certainly, you know, have disagreements with my husband about things as well. But if you can have those conversations offline, not in front of your kids, um, and sometimes even pushing pause if you're not sure how to approach a situation and how your partner would want you to, and decide, you know, how you're going to approach it after, that's okay too. It's okay not to have all the answers.
0: Well, and uh, one thing, of course, summer is coming up, and this is uh, an issue that uh, I think a lot of families face, especially if they're sending their children, you know, I'm I'm not talking really young children, but children of the appropriate age, to sleep away camp. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on kind of preparing them for leaving home for the first time?
1: Right. So, you know, be prepared for kids to be a little homesick. That's okay. Most kids will go through that and they will, they will learn to adapt and persevere in that challenge and that's helping build up their resiliency. Also make sure your kids are aware of the rules at the camp and um, what to do in certain situations, what their resources are. Make sure you're spending them with plenty of uh, insect repellent and sunscreen as well um, so that they're going to be protected in the outdoor environment um, that camp usually provides.
0: Well, I have to say, Dr. Dermecki, we've only had a few minutes to chat, but you have already enlightened, and I'll use that word at the top of the show, enlightened me quite a bit. (laughs) You also have a Facebook live show. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, how how might someone be able to listen to more of your wonderful (laughs) wisdom on these things? (laughs)
1: Well, I don't have all the answers, but um, I do know who to usually talk to to get the right answers. So on that show, you can find it on Mayo Clinic's Facebook page. It's um, on Facebook Live. We stream it live twice a month and usually cover, you know, common um, parenting and health topics as well as address some of the more complex um, and less common medical concerns to make sure that those families have resources to go to. Um, It's a live interactive format, so we take and answer questions live from the audience.
0: Oh, that sounds so helpful, and I can imagine that, I mean, the parents that take advantage of that, along with this book, The Mayo Clinic Guide to Raising a Healthy Child, are really going to be armed with important information that will serve their needs and, of course, serve the needs of our grandchildren. So we've got about a minute left. Dr. Matt, do you have any final thoughts for us?
1: Sure. I would, um, I would tell parents that there is no silver bullet um, for parenting, um, and you're going to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time, but the importance um, is making sure that you're you know, modeling to your children that failure you know, is an okay process to do and that you can learn through that process. And lastly, I would tell parents, make sure that you're practicing self-care. Parenting is a marathon, an ultra-ultra marathon, um, and you have to take care of yourself first before you can do a wonderful job taking care of your own children.
0: Well, I like that a lot. That is a real high note to end this interview on. Uh, Dr. Mackey, thank you so much for your thoughts and your time and your expertise.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, and I urge all of you grannies and grandpas out there um, make sure you check out this this really, and I said amazing resource about 15 times but it is (laughs) the Mayo Clinic Guide to Raising a Healthy Child it's going to give your adult children a real wealth of critical information and it's going to be a valuable resource that you can hand off to them let them know you know that they've got a guide that they can turn to again and again and keep one for yourself because just like Dr. Mackey said this is this is a book for everyone so until next time this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you later Bye-bye.